This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. In our frenzied culture, rest often feels elusive, especially for leaders who carry the weight of nonstop responsibility. If your soul longs for replenishment, stay tuned to learn more about Ruth Haley Barton's book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, I have taken shelter. Never let me be humiliated. Vindicate me by rescuing me. Listen to me. Deliver me. Be my protector and refuge, a stronghold where I can be safe. For you are my high ridge and my stronghold. My God, rescue me from the power of the wicked and the hand of the cruel oppressor. For you are my hope. O sovereign Lord, I have trusted in you since I was young. I have leaned on you since birth. You pulled me from my mother's womb. I praise you continually. Many are appalled when they see me, but you are my secure shelter. I praise you constantly and speak of your splendor all day long. Do not reject me in my old age. When my strength fails, do not abandon me. For my enemies talk about me. Those waiting for a chance to kill me plot my demise. They say God has abandoned him. Run and seize him, for there is no one who will rescue him. O God, do not remain far away from me. My God, hurry and help me. May my accusers be humiliated and defeated. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. As for me, I will wait continually and will continue to praise you. I will tell about your justice and all day long proclaim your salvation, though I cannot fathom its full extent. I will come and tell about the mighty acts of the Sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your justice, yours alone. O God, you have taught me since I was young, and I am still declaring your amazing deeds Even when I'm old and gray, O God, do not abandon me until I tell the next generation about your strength and those coming after me about your power. Your justice, O God, extends to the skies above. You have done great things. O God, who can compare to you? 
though you have allowed me to experience much trouble and distress. Revive me once again. Bring me up once again from the depths of the earth. Raise me to a position of great honor. Turn and comfort me. I will express my thanks to you with a stringed instrument. Praising your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praises to you accompanied by a harp. O Holy One of Israel, my lips will shout for joy. Yes, I will sing your praises. I will praise you when you rescue me. All day long, my tongue will also tell about your justice. For those who want to harm me will be embarrassed and ashamed. Second Samuel chapter 16 through Second Samuel chapter 17. Chapter 16. David receives gifts from Ziba. When David had gone a short way beyond the summit, Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, was there to meet him. He had a couple of donkeys that were saddled, and on them were two hundred loaves of bread, one hundred raisin cakes, one hundred baskets of summer fruit, and a container of wine. The king asked Ziba, Why did you bring these things? Ziba replied, The donkeys are for the king's family to ride on, the loaves of bread and the summer fruit are for the attendants to eat, and the wine is for those who get exhausted in the desert. The king asked, Where is your master's grandson? Ziba replied to the king, He remains in Jerusalem, for he said, Today the house of Israel will give back to me my grandfather's kingdom. The king said to Ziba, Everything that was Mehibosheth's now belongs to you. Ziba replied, I bow before you. May I find favor in your sight, my lord the king. Shimei curses David and his men. Then King David reached Bahoram. There was a man from Saul's extended family named Shimei, son of Gera, came out, yelling curses as he approached. He threw stones at David and all of King David's servants, as well as the people and the soldiers who were on his right and on his left. As he yelled curses, Shimei said, Leave, leave, you man of bloodshed, you wicked man. The Lord has punished you for all the spilled blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you rule. Now the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son, Absalom. Disaster has overtaken you, for you are a man of bloodshed. Then Abishai, son of Zariah, said to the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over and cut off his head. But the king said, What do we have in common, you sons of Zariah? If he curses because the Lord has said to him, Curse David, who can say to him, Why have you done this? Then David said to Abishai and to all his servants, My own son, my very own flesh and blood, is trying to take my life. So also now this Benjaminite, leave him alone so that he can curse, for the Lord has spoken to him. Perhaps the Lord will notice my affliction, and this day grant me good in place of his curse. So David and his men went on their way. But Shimei kept going along the hill opposite him, yelling curses as he threw stones and dirt at them. The king and all the people who were with him arrived exhausted at their destination, where David refreshed himself. The advice of Ahithophel. Now when Absalom and all the men of Israel arrived in Jerusalem, Ahithophel was with him. When David's friend, Hushai the archite, came to Absalom, Hushai said to him, Long live the king, long live the king. Absalom said to Hushai, Do you call this loyalty to your friend? Why didn't you go with your friend? Hushai replied to Absalom, 
No, I will be loyal to the one whom the Lord, these people, and all the men of Israel have chosen. Moreover, whom should I serve? Should it not be his son? Just as I served your father, so I will serve you. Then Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give us your advice. What should we do? Ahithophel replied to Absalom, Sleep with your father's concubines, whom he left to care for the palace. All Israel will hear that you have made yourself repulsive to your father. Then your followers will be motivated to support you. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the roof, and Absalom slept with his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. In those days, Ahithophel's advice was considered as valuable as prophetic revelation. Both David and Absalom highly regarded the advice of Ahithophel. The Death of Ahithophel Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me pick out 12,000 men. Then I will go and pursue David this very night. When I catch up with him, he will be exhausted and worn out. I will rout him, and the entire army that is with him will flee. I will kill only the king, and I will bring the entire army back to you. In exchange for the life of the man you are seeking, you will get back everyone. The entire army will return unharmed. This seemed like a good idea to Absalom and to all the leaders of Israel. But Absalom said, Call for Hushiah, the archite, and let's hear what he has to say. So Hushiah came to Absalom. Absalom said to him, Here is what Ahithophel has advised. Should we follow his advice? If not, what would you recommend? Hushiah said to Absalom, Ahithophel's advice is not sound this time. Hushiah went on to say, You know your father and his men. They are soldiers and are as dangerous as a bear out in the wild that has been robbed of her cubs. Your father is an experienced soldier. He will not stay overnight with the army. At this very moment, he is hiding out in one of the caves or is in some other similar place. If it should turn out that he attacks our troops first, whoever hears about it will say, Absalom's army has been slaughtered. If that happens, even the bravest soldier, one who is lion-hearted, will virtually melt away. For all Israel knows that your father is a warrior and that those who are with him are brave. My advice, therefore, is this. Let all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, in number like the sand by the sea, be mustered to you, and you lead them personally into battle. We will come against him wherever he happens to be found. We will descend on him like the dew falls on the ground. Neither he nor any of the men who are with him will be spared alive, not one of them. If he regroups in a city, all Israel will take up ropes to that city and drag it down to the valley, so that not a single pebble will be left there. Then Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The advice of Hushiah the Archite sounds better than the advice of Ahithophel. Now the Lord had decided to frustrate the sound advice of Ahithophel, so that the Lord could bring disaster on Absalom. Then Hushiah reported to Zadok and Abathar, the priest, Here is what Ahithophel has advised Absalom and the leaders of Israel to do, and here is what I have advised. Now send word quickly to David and warn him, Don't spend the night at the fords of the wilderness tonight. Instead, be sure you cross over, or else the king and everyone who is with him may be overwhelmed. Now Jonathan and Ahimeaz were staying in Enrogel. A female servant would go and inform them, and they would then go and inform King David. It was not advisable for them to be seen going into the city. But a young man saw them on one occasion and informed Absalom. So the two of them quickly departed and went to the house of a man in Bahoram. There was a well in his courtyard, and they got down in it. 
His wife then took the covering and spread it over the top of the well and scattered some grain over it. No one was aware of what she had done. When the servants of Absalom approached the woman at her home, they asked, Where are Ahimaaz and Jonathan? The woman replied to them, They crossed over the stream. Absalom's men searched but did not find them, so they returned to Jerusalem. After the men had left, Ahimaaz and Jonathan climbed out of the well. Then they left and informed King David. They advised David, Get up and cross the stream quickly, for Ahithophel has a plan to catch you. So David and all the people who were with him got up and crossed the Jordan River. By dawn, there was not one person left who had not crossed the Jordan. When Ahithophel realized that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey and returned to his house in his hometown. After settling his household in order, he hanged himself. So he died and was buried in the grave of his father. Meanwhile, David had gone to Mahanaim, while Absalom and all the men of Israel had crossed the Jordan River. Absalom had made Amasa general in command of the army in place of Joab. Now Amasa was the son of an Israelite man named Jether, who had married Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, and sister of Zariah, Joab's mother. The army of Israel and Absalom camped in the land of Gilead. When David came to Mahanaim, Shobai, the son of Nahash, from Rabath, of the Ammonites, Machir, son of Amiel, from Lodabar, and Barzelei, the Gileadite, from Rogalim, brought bedding, basins, and pottery utensils. They brought food for David, and all who were with them, including wheat, barley, flour, roasted grain, beans, lentils, honey, curds, flocks, and cheese. For they said, the people are no doubt hungry, tired, and thirsty there in the desert. New Testament reading, Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Healing blind Bartimaeus. They came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting on the road. When he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many scolded him to get him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, Have courage, get up. He is calling you. He threw off his cloak, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied, Rabbi, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has healed you. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the road. Luke chapter 18, verses 35 through 43, Healing a Blind Man. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked what was going on. They told him, Jesus the Nazarene is passing by. So he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front scolded him to get him to be quiet. But he shouted even more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stopped and ordered the beggar to be brought to him. When the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He replied, Lord, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he regained his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they too gave praise to God.
This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Holy and righteous and gracious God, we thank you for another day in your word, a new day with new mercies, and oh, however do we need your kind and tender and limitless mercies in our life. God, thank you for letting us sit with your word today from the old to the new. Oh God, the way that you reveal your character, the way that you point us to Jesus, the way that you remind us that you are a protector and a healer, the way in which you remind us of the wages of sin, which is death, and to not be ensnared and entrenched in its lies, oh God, that to not to be caught up in the warfare of sinfulness and evil, oh Lord. God, we're struck today by this contrast, this contrast of the, the shaming of David, the, the rocks being thrown at him, but the adoration of the greater David, the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who's not known by bloodshed, but the one who is known by giving up of his own blood, the one who is known by being the great sacrifice, O Lord, the one who saves his people and sets them free and who turns spiritually blind eyes into spiritual eyes that can now see and behold the beauty of the Lord and the beauty of humanity as well, O God. We pray, O Lord, We pray, O Lord, that we would not become uh, enraptured by and caught up in earthly kings, O Lord, who will indeed disappoint, who will indeed fail, O God. Instead, O Lord, would you allow us, O God, to lead in ways that are filled with integrity and compassion and honor, filled by the Spirit and pointing to Jesus in the way that we serve. O Lord, would we continually seek you? Would we find ourselves... uh, Never throwing rocks, O Lord, but throwing praises at the one true Messiah, the one true King who sets the captives free, who opens up our eyes, who loves us truly and deeply. God, we thank you for who you are. We ask, O God, that in your kindness and compassion, that you would rebuke us from our dependency on earthly kings, for our delusion, for our sense of loyalty that not only dishonors you, but Is not loving when we do not correct kings who have gone amiss, when we do not correct pastors or leaders or officials who who lead out of order, who lead out of the way of integrity and ethics, O God. We pray, O Lord, that we would find you beautiful always, that we would find you honorable always, and that on the side of the road and even in our prayer closet, O God, you would hear our voices calling out to you, help us, heal us, uphold us. Oh, Jesus, stop by here. And today, oh God, for the one who is feeling particularly weak and exhausted and vulnerable, who has been betrayed, who has been hurt, who has been, oh God, unseen in so many ways in their mind, remind them that you are the God who sees. And would you stop by? Would you stop by with a touch from on high? Do not pass them by. Oh, Savior, while on others thou art calling, do not pass us by. Come by with your healing touch and remind us that you are the only true king worthy of all praise and honor. It is in your name that we pray and entrust ourselves. Amen. 
The journey to a meaningful Sabbath practice is slow and gradual, and it is a journey we need to take in community. In her book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, Ruth Haley Barton offers wisdom regarding the rhythms of Sabbath, exploring both weekly Sabbath keeping as well as extended periods of sabbatical time. Sabbath is more than a practice. It is a way of life ordered around God's invitation to regular rhythms of work, rest, and replenishment that will sustain us for the long haul of life and leadership. Get your copy of this book today at ivpress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word, that's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag Get in the Word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Got something to say